everybody, it's Madeline. And it's Aaron. And happy Daisy Ridley Day. Yay! It's, <laughs> it's her birthday today, right? Yes, it's her there birthday. It's Daisy Day. Um, they put out a super cute video of her reading the BB-8 picture book. I saw that on Twitter. Yes. Nice. And um, in honor of Daisy Day, <laughs> this time last year, I was in... I was at Star Wars Celebration That's watching crazy. the Episode Nine panel and seeing all of the cast on the Star Wars show stage. So, um, that's kind of crazy to think about. But that is really crazy. In honor of Daisy Day, today we're going to talk about our top five favorite Ray moments. Um, and that's going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, first. We have to talk about the hot news. Hot news! Um, we need a hot news sound. Yeah. There you go. Hot news. Hot news. Um, first of all, that a editor, one of JJ's editors who worked oh, on The Rise of Skywalker. Boy. It's his long-term editor, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, with, they're friends. She works with them a You know lot. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, is what worries me, but we'll get into it. Said That's what worries me. Went, went on a podcast... And said that the last Jedi quote unquote consciously undid the storytelling of the Force Awakens, and that they didn't understand why people were accusing the Rise of Skywalker of that. But then, in the same breath, said that the Rise of Skywalker was following up the Force Awakens and not the Last Jedi. So much to unpack. <laughs> First of all, like you said, the fact that this person you know, was clearly executing JJ's vision and that's what they had to say worries me deeply because it's like Why does it worry you deeply? The movie's out. It does you know yeah, not worry not worries me, but like it's very telling about JJ's perspective behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Because I I would assume that he and his editor would align in that vision, you know? And like I feel that, uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm just like, I don't, I, I'm like, man, I don't understand. You, originally, JJ was not going to make the third chapter, right. correct? He yep. knew when he was making this, his first movie, that the next two filmmakers were, were going to take different. it yeah. any way they wanted to take it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The whole point of The Force Awakens is that there's so many loose ends and unanswered right. questions because it's the first chapter. Right. And this is what I never understood was like the idea, like her being like the last Jedi consciously undoes the storytelling of a, like, no, 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 no. It doesn't. You um, asked a bunch of questions yes, that didn't have he, answers. No, but you know what it, I, mean? I don't think it undoes anything. I think the no, questions. No, I mean, Force Awakens. It literally just poses yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, Who's yeah. our parents? Yeah, Where yeah, does yeah. she come from? Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, but that's what I'm saying. And like, then just throws it up in the air and goes, okay, have fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, why did Luke leave? Yeah. Like, so many questions yeah, that are unanswered. Exactly. So many loose ties. And then, this is my thing. He didn't undo anything. He just didn't answer the questions the way you would have answered yep. the questions. Exactly. So now you're saying it was like him undoing storytelling. I'm no, like, no. no. Undoing storytelling story is having Kylo Ren tell Rey, your parents are dead in a pauper's grave in the Jakku Desert because they sold you for drinking money. Mm-hmm. And then being like, actually, they sold you into slavery because they love you in the <laughs> next one. Like, that is consciously undoing storytelling. Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of my good old friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who famously said, it depends greatly on your point of view. Like, you obviously think that's undoing storytelling. They obviously thought Last Jedi was undoing J.J. storytelling. I think it's so kind of blows my mind that they opened this trilogy with J.J. telling the story he told, throwing all these questions up in the air, and apparently never had a through line that everyone was supposed to follow. Yeah. Like, okay, you gave Ryan the middle part of a trilogy. Yeah. He told the story he wanted to tell. I don't understand why like that why that's controversial. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just But that's my problem. How is it that a multi-billion dollar industry It doesn't depend on somebody's It doesn't depend on somebody's point of view. It's factual. 
Ryan answered questions the previous movie set no, up. No, see, because you're a Ryan fan, of course you're going to say that. But saying that he's nobody, or saying that she's nobody, after it's been set up, that she's very clearly someone very special in the first film, and then to have, turn around yeah, in the next film the and say, you're nobody? It's Come. the chosen one trope. That's it's fine. The chosen so, one she doesn't need trope. to be the chosen one. But just to go to the exact opposite extreme of, you're nobody, that's undoing storytelling. Like, I'm sorry. That's I know you disagree, I do but that disagree. is my point of view. And that's why I say it depends on your point of view. I don't know. I just think that there's a very... I think it's two very, very different things to say, look at Rey, where does she get her power? Oh, mm-hmm. it comes from within herself and the Force gave it to her because of her inherent goodness and to right. match Kylo Ren and the Force. Right. As opposed to, we're going to tell you who her parents are in a very clear way. And then we're not going to explain why Kylo didn't know the first time around. We're just going to change the answer in the 11th hour and not really get into it. Oh, don't get me wrong. None of it makes any sense. I've got no argument there. Yeah. I mean, none of it makes any sense. But that's what I mean. The fact that they didn't have a story editor... Through all three films, going okay. Here's the through. No, line. but I'm. Here's who she is. It's not about it not making sense. We all know it doesn't make sense. My point is, I think that those are two very different things. Yes, and I disagree. I know. I'm just saying. I'm clarifying mm-hmm. for the listener. I, I feel you. All, okay. all three of them. Anyways, they're gonna get a kick out of this. Anyways, I well actually I got a nice message today. Shout out <laughs> Javier. He said he and his friend have been listening in quarantine. Oh, what's up, so, Javier? Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, this is, the last thing I'll say about this is Mm -hmm. just like, for the love of Christ, everybody who worked on this movie, please shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) oh my God, it's been months. We would all be over it by now and not even talking about it anymore. The reason it keeps coming up is because you people keep doing interviews that nobody fucking wants to hear. Well, that's not true. Because you know why? Because the outlets book these people on these things because they know it will cause I mean, headlines be, and it will people will read it. And to like, be fair, if you this ask somebody is about working, an outlet, but like I know, but yeah, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, I if know, you I know. get a headline out of a Star Wars participant, mm-hmm. you undoubtedly triple, if not ten times, your traffic. Yeah, I know. I these understand no, these nothing blogs that I like, you know, get blown up because they have these headlines. I understand why the platforms do it, but if you're Chris Terrio, I'm like, good God, <laughs> the the movie was poorly reviewed enough. Please, for your own sake at this point, shut Shut up. up. Like, every single thing that they say makes it worse. The documentary made it worse. Every interview Terrio does makes it worse. Oh, Terrio's definitely the worst, the the most egregious of everybody. This podcast made it worse. Like, (laughs) like, literally, shut Um. up. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Like, it's, I, I just, I don't, and the thing that I don't get is, like, you're literally, it's like they're throwing dirt into a fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, That's a really the mentality of it, I don't understand. Because it's like, they get really upset that nobody liked their movie. Right. But it's like, stop. Well, their rem- movie is garbage. Come and on. And exactly, but I'm like, so stop reminding people of it. And yeah. that was the kind of vibe that I got if you listened to the interview. Yeah. Was that she did seem a, a little bitter. Yeah. About oh, yeah. No, no question. Yeah. And that actually leads us into our second thing today. There's a second thing? Yes. Before we get to our top five right. uh, Ray moments. But um, Daisy did an, a podcast interview with drag queen Nina West. And they talked about uh, how it has been for her. Like, they talked about how she left social media and Star Wars and the very positive and negative sides of being a part of that right. universe. Right. And she said January was really hard for her because... I don't doubt it. No, yeah, same. I But she was like, because, you know, obviously Tross was not well-reviewed and she was like, I had to, um, cl- like, filter my... my uh, social? Yeah, well, she's not on social, but, like, your news feed and oh, stuff right, like that. Sure. Like, on other, like, Google stuff will give you news that they think you'd be interested in. She had to, like, filter that stuff so that it wouldn't include Star Wars. Because she was like, I would see headlines and it would make me really upset. Right. Totally understandable. Yeah. And it was like, it made me pretty 
sad because it's like knowing her not that I know her personally, but like <laughs> knowing her say. from what she said in interviews. All those nights we've spent yeah, together you know. kicking it, talking. No, but I mean, knowing her from interviews, mm-hmm. she does take everything like, well, like, just, like it's her responsibility. What's so sad you about it is I mean? like you think back to those initial interviews when she first got the gig, and you just remember this like bright-eyed, fun, full of wonder young woman. Who was ready to like take on the challenge? You remember Carrie Fisher joking with her about how her life was going to change, and yeah. she was going to be this, and this was going to happen, blah blah blah. And now you juxtapose that with the woman we see now at the end of this trilogy, having to basically cut herself off from a lot of it because it's toxic, because the film, the last film, was so bad, and to go through that journey where you make all three films and you've become this international icon, yeah, known everywhere. You can't go anywhere without. Yeah. People knowing who you are, who your face is. And then to have it end on that note. Yeah, I know. Ugh, that's got to be so disappointing. I agree. And it, it's funny because the sad thing about it is like she, because of Star Wars, she really didn't have much time to do anything, anything during else. the trilogy. Yeah. Well, because they Because what I was so thinking was like Game of Thrones ended together. on a shit note, but I'm not worried about Amelia Clark's career. You right. know what I mean? Because like... In mm-hmm. the meantime, she had, it was like, she was doing it was TV. It was like yeah. eight seasons long. She had time to do other stuff yeah. and establish herself outside of, I, the first thing I saw her in wasn't Game of Thrones. I, I loved know. her before I even watched that show. You I know, know what I mean? The first thing I saw her in was that rom-com, Me Before mm-hmm. You. Amazing. Yep. Check it out. Relax. But um, It's so <laughs> good. But um, Daisy didn't have that luxury, you know? Yeah. And I said, we were all, there was some discourse. Because we were like, because <laughs> um, we were talking about, I mean, I I have, like, mixed feelings because I'm like, The Force Awakens went so well. Obviously, everybody loved it. You know what I mean? Such a positive reception. So I understand why... I mean, for the most part, some trolls were trolly. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Generally, it was beloved. Yeah, it was was great to have Star Wars back, and it was a huge success. There was no real controversy. The toxicity had yet to surface, yes. Um... And I understand that because of that, working with JJ again, she might think. I mean, good she hands. might she might have more. In, uh, bleh. Bleh. How do how do I say it? Like she might. I don't know. Trust him without question a little bit more. Oh yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's no not doubt. gonna because she doesn't have to get to know him, and because the first one went so well, she'd be like, yeah. He's amazing. Like, I'm just going to do whatever he says. Whatever he and, asks me to do, right? Yeah. And, like, obviously that's the job of any actor. But, I mean, I don't think that she would be as wary about some of the decision making because she would assume that he did his homework. And she did this interview and she was like, JJ is amazing because he knows all the lore. Uh-huh. And I was like, he doesn't even know the lore of a character he created. He made. <laughs> like, what are you talking... Like, but that's what I mean. It's like, because she's not a big Star Wars fan. You know what I mean? She yeah. doesn't care. She just nope. wants to do a good job at her job. And she cares about what is. she's exactly. doing. So it's like, I understand why that reception was probably confusing to her. Yeah. Because she is not invested in the franchise the way that we are. Right. And she just trusted JJ. Yep. Whereas... And I think that sh- making it, you would assume, to a general audience member, that would be satisfying. And I will say, though, like, through her, uh, you know, I haven't kind of digested her interviews and public appearances the way you have, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it sort of seems like she did have a good grasp on at least what the fans were thinking and or wanting, um, whether it was Ray- in regards to Raylo or... Ray's place in the galaxy, etc. She certainly had a point of view on it, yeah. which I love. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think, yeah, I don't think she's invested as we are as far as like being Star Wars fans because it's her job. It's a yeah. very different, you know, set of circumstances. But I certainly think she was in tune with everything, the vibe around yeah. the franchise. No, throughout. like I, I just mean. I think she was very invested in her character, and she definitely knew what Ray meant to people yeah. after five years of stories sure. and, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, I guess I mean, I don't think that she's going to sit back and be like, huh, 
they killed all the Skywalkers in a movie called The Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't think that yeah. part is going to weigh on her as much, especially yeah. while making it. She's just going to be oh, like, absolutely. I'm think, doing my thing. Uh, and this like, is my job? Know? Oh, that's a cool twist. Okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. the biggest failure of the movie is her character. But it's interesting that, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because, I guess, obviously, she must have thought Trost was good. Because she was surprised by the reviews. But yeah. I'm also like, you very vocally for years were like, Ray is so important because she's not related to anybody. And right. she was such a big Ray nobody proponent. And even in the Rise of Skywalker interviews, we all talked about this because we were confused. She was like, Ray doesn't need to be attached to a man. Yeah. Well, and, and she, she may was... have been doing that just to throw smoke. You I know. know you I never know. know. Yeah, you I know? know. That's the problem. Is like, those are not them. Those no, are very much their public personas that yeah. they are putting on during a what is literally a press tour for the movie yeah. so you know you can't gotta take all that with a grain of salt yeah but it was for years it wasn't no, just this press tour you no, know what I, I, mean? I understand that but like i will be the first to admit it's not I like know, you're ever I gonna don't... get her unvarnished true feelings no, that's what i'm saying no yeah you know I, know. I mean like that's just not gonna happen but anyway somebody retweeted an interview this morning because it was relevant to the conversation and it was like her being taught somebody asked what the difference was with working with Ryan versus working mm-hmm. with JJ and she was like well with Ryan you know basically what I read in the script is what ended up in the movie mm-hmm. whereas with JJ I wouldn't even know what I was going to say when I showed up to film yeah and I mean I was, but that was the same way on I mean, that was in both movies that JJ did I mean there's yeah. plenty of documentation not only okay. did they rip up the and original th- script I'm not saying, but I'm there's not... like shots of JJ and Kasdan on set writing okay. you know what I mean but so. I think my qualm with that would be that this time around mm-hmm. they fired the original writer and they didn't extend the time to make the movie yep. so they just kept on going so i'm like it's not like with the force awakens they where kept... they had literally all the time in the world to do that you know what i mean no like, they didn't no 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 remember they had when they hired when, when they did fired... you hear about the force awakens i like remember exactly when i was at bleacher report and yeah, brian johnson it... and i lost our minds i'm yeah. saying it's like a, a and wild. they and they and they they were gonna bring well we don't have to everybody listening to this knows the timeline but yeah they you know they had disney as the whole was driving the bus and they said we want a movie by x yeah and after they but already he still hired, had more time the first time around than oh, he had yeah, th- this yeah, time there's no doubt they literally no doubt. that but it's not like they was could like just they sit they around edited on their and, like, phone do draft after draft after draft and like had all the time in the world. No, they of had course a hard not. deadline that they were racing against. You know? Of course not. I'm just saying. Which is always like one of my problems. Like it's so obvious that they went because they didn't. When the I can't remember the guy's name, the original writer who did Little Miss Sunshine, and then they fired him, and then they got uh, they brought Kasdan on to work with JJ, and it's like I just wish they would have been able to explore, like you're saying, that they would have had time to be a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. What about this? What about this? And I really think Disney putting that hard. Okay, we've got to have a movie yeah. by X. Made them go, okay, we'll just do a new hope. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I really wish they would have done something a little bit more adventurous. My point being, I think it's no coincidence that the movie I enjoyed the most was the movie with a hard script yeah. that was finished oh, yeah. months before. Came in under budget, it came in on time. It <laughs> was months before it was set to release. Yeah. It was done with post-production. Everything was finished. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. No question. Call me old-fashioned, mm-hmm. but editing the end of a 40-year saga on your iPhone. <laughs> little wanky. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever so that's covered. Time. That's covered. Got it. So now, now what's the time for, Madeline? Favorite Ray moments. Favorite Ray moments in honor of... Daisy Ridley's birthday. Yes. So do you want to go first? We'll go five to one. Five to one, right? Yes. And I'll start with my number five, right? Okay. Is that mm-hmm. what we're doing? Yep. Is that how we're doing this? Yep. Uh, gotta find my notes app, which has conveniently disappeared right when I need it, and I never use it. The thing is, I'm going to clarify this now while you oh. look for your notes. Oh, I have favorite moments in these movies with Ray in them right. that I like more than some of the moments I'm listing. Right. So like But these are in, in my moments. list yeah. Right. In my list there are no force bonds. Right. But like those are my favorite moments yeah. in Star Wars period. period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like But those aren't Ray moments so because like, they involve so heavily they involve uh Ben Solo. Yeah. You know? One of my favorite moments in the history of Star Wars that Ray is in, but it's not one of my fav- favorite Ray moments mm-hmm. is that force bomb when she's like you are a monster. And he's yeah. like, 
Yes, I am. Yes, I am. That's my favorite yeah. Forrest Bond. That's pretty dope. But, like, um, it's not included in my list, even though it's one of my favorite Star Wars moments ever, and she's there, because okay. it's a, it's this list is, like, Ray-specific. Like, it has to be yeah. something that Ray did or said, or, like, it's just something Ray-related. So, I'm going to so, start us. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Number five is the Dark Ray sequence in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. She is so dope in that. It's not just Ray. It's Daisy Ridley like playing both of those roles yeah. is so baller and it's so intense and it's one of the few moments in that film where I actually sit up yeah. and and I'm excited yeah, and it's like same. really interesting and she's so great and just the idea of and you know it's Star Wars. There's no way she's going to end up on yeah, the dark know, side. But when they tease it, can I just say how fucking annoyed Daisy Ridley must be? Because as a fan, I was annoyed watching her go down press lines and right. every single pe- person being like, do you turn to the, to the dark, dark side? side? And of course, right. Daisy has to be like, I don't, I don't know. know. And I'm like, sitting at home like, no, it's she Star doesn't. Wars. Like, <laughs> exactly. like, no, I'll answer it for you, no. Um, but I love that moment. Just, It's one of the few moments of yeah. Rise of Skywalker that I really enjoy. And yeah. it's down to Daisy being so awesome mm-hmm. in that moment. So okay. that's my number five. Okay. Um, so my number five moment is Dark Ray in The Rise of Skywalker. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? I didn't say anything. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so we have the same number the five. The exact same number five. Yeah. I, comple- I know. I completely agree. You are my daughter. Yeah. Dark Ray in The Rise of Skywalker is... And you know what's funny? That's again, so funny. That's it's, a, it's again, again, my favorite Ray moment in The Rise of Skywalker is actually when she heals Ben and is like... See, I was going to say that, but it's not like... It's like... It's both of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that moment is so okay. great because I love, of both of them. I love the, the moment because... And I, me and my friends have talked about this, but the moment when she heals Ben and is like, I did want to take your hand, is like Ben's literally hand, the right. first moment in that whole movie where she feels like a human being. Yes. And not the shell yeah, or I don't like know. a vessel. I, mean, I, think, I think there's some great stuff with her and. Okay, the not two a guys human being, on, but, but let's just but say hear, it's, it's the first time she felt like Ray to me. Yeah, it's and, the first time I recognized she her. She actually whole movie. feels. Like she's Vulnerable. got multiple, multiple yes. dimensions, as exactly. opposed to I'm really mad now. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I'm being really funny now. Yeah. I'm doing this now. Like I'm servicing a story rather than being a human. Yeah, and like, like that. that I agree with. Honestly, and we all said it was like it was like we were coming into our bodies that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, it yeah. felt like Ray for the first time. Yeah. But the reason I didn't put it is because as much as I like that moment, the the prefix is like her yeah. stabbing him, yeah. which in my eyes, is, like, just so, it's just so out of character for her, because... Well, they're fighting. They I are mean, fighting, but... She's not trying to tickle them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In The Force Awakens, they are enemies, they know nothing about each other, right. and he's threatening to kill them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, she has him exactly where she wants him, and she feels the temptation of the dark side, and she doesn't kill him. Right. In The Last Jedi... She has another opportunity and she doesn't kill him. And you're telling me that after she gets to know him and like, not for nothing, falls in love with him, (laughs) that then she would stab him after she had the opportunity to when they were enemies? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. That's not who she is. Like, do you know what I mean? Especially when it's Leia's son. Especially when it's Leia's son. I I just don't... I, they were I don't fighting, want to do a separate but if podcast you, on yeah, that, but they were we fighting, but if you go and you watch that fight, he's clearly not trying to hurt her, and like even the moment when she but turns she's around, trying to hurt him. I know, she's but, very pissed. I know, but I'm that's what saying, she talked about I in the don't press, think, the rage. I don't think that you just have to get in touch with your rage, Madeline. That's what I'm saying. JJ tried to make a sequel to The Force Awakens, and that's not where they were emotionally at the end of The Last Jedi. That's why I didn't put it because aware. it doesn't make any sense. It's not who she is. Why does every podcast come back to you yelling about Tross? Can we just stick to the Ray moments, please? I'm telling you why that moment didn't make it, even though it was my favorite Ray moment in Tross. Because it can't be something where the catalyst was something so deeply out of character. Anyway, I love Dark Ray too. I think it would have been cooler if she had stayed a nobody because then that line where she's like, don't be afraid of who you are would have hmm. fucking slapped. Cause it would have been about internal conflict and like, 
obviously that's not going to happen because it would have required some sort of like deeper meaning or like, you know <laughs> not, what I mean? And that wasn't going to happen. Not something happening to her, just her fighting herself. But right. anyway, yeah, I love Dark Ray. It works because Daisy Ridley is so great. I love her pointy, weird teeth. I love <laughs> right. that she has a double-sided red lightsaber. Light so, so great. Yeah. Like, and the fight between herself yeah, 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 is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so right. like JJ and on the nose, but it's, I don't mind it. It's ultra, ultra, yeah. ultra JJ. Yeah. No question. I don't mind it. Okay, number four. I go first? Yeah. All right. Um, putting on the X-Wing helmet when she's having dinner on Jakku. Oh, I Awakens. love that moment. It is such a yeah, great I do love that moment. moment. And it's so little. It's so... No, it's great. It's almost yeah. a throwaway, but it's like... That whole sequence is amazing yeah. with the reveal of her living inside the Adat and the marking of the days and the d- making of the dinner, whatever. But when she's just sitting yeah. there, Those and you hear, and that the, the score there is yeah, so subtle. Say. And then the, the ship takes off and she's watching it and she puts that helmet on. Yeah. It's like she's a kid. Yeah. She's just a kid hanging out. Yeah, by my herself. favorite. It's so great. It's just a great moment. The thing that I really missed in Tross and like one of my favorite things about. The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi that I feel like really brought me in were mm. like those kind of quieter, more intimate moments. Yeah, that of which like, there are zero yeah, trust. That yeah. like you giving the audience time to breathe, but also like mm. getting to know these characters and you know, yep. I yeah, I just really missed moments like that. But it's I such a I, I love that moment too, I and love. I love. And I love the way Daisy chews. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like so it sounds though. so stupid, no, but, like, but it's, it's true. It's, it's so true. perfect. Yep. It's like, yeah, I, totally she's agree. great. Okay. Your number four is Ray putting on the helmet on Jakku. No. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious uh, if we had I the whole same list? Out. Okay. No, my number four favorite moment is when Ray beats Luke on Octu um, oh, nice. after yes, he blows yes. up the hut, yep. and she goes, "Is it true?" Did you try to murder him? I was just going to say, you can't do it without the accent. Yeah, like, you yeah. literally cannot yeah. say those lines without But the I just love that they fight. I love when uh, she has, like, her staff, and then Luke force grabs the, yeah. the lightning rod thingy, yeah. and then when she grabs the lightsaber and he finally falls down, When he falls so and grabs himself dope. with the force, yeah, so, so dope. dope. That's such a great I know, it's moment. so great. And it's so dramatic, and it's in the yeah. rain, yeah. and like, I just... I mean, kudos to Ryan. And, that is an yeah. awesome sequence. And also, I love the conversation that follows. Like, yeah, Because it's finally, like, you're finally getting the truth. Yeah. And what I always thought was interesting about that is that it was like, it begins with, like, Luke's lie... And then Kylo, I don't think is lying. I think is telling from his, his perspective yeah, yeah. the truth. Absolutely. And then Luke finally tells from his perspective yeah, the truth. The truth right. And with both Kylo and Luke's version of events together, you can kind of grasp what happened. Put the picture together. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I just loved her being like, if I go to him, he will turn. And him saying no to lightsaber and her being like, fine. And yeah. like he's our last hope, and then like leaving. This is that whole scene is just so the great. Way that you think? Yeah. I remember that being yeah. that was included in the trailer, the the big trailer for that film. Literally and gonna sue Ryan Johnson for not including the line "You almost fell to the dark side for a pair of pretty eyes." I was robbed. This is the greatest <laughs> theft I've ever experienced in my career. We have a theft on level two. Yeah, I. Yeah. Anyway, I love that whole scene. I just think it's so great, and that's why. Again, in Tross, I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, I will earn your brother's saber. I'm like, she nearly killed him with it in the last movie. <laughs> what the hell? I know. Like, what, since when it's, the whole handling of lightsabers by J.J. in the yeah. sequel trilogy is so dumb. Let's bury them on a planet like, all they of a all hated. All, all of a sudden, it's, they become these, like, religious artifacts. I know. Like, no, they're just the Jedi's weapon. I That's know. all they are. Okay. A little more, you know, number, elegant than a blaster. Number three. Said. Number three is also from Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, the reveal, I guess you could classify it as the reveal of Ray moving the rocks at the uh, end. Lifting to rocks. get the, the resistance out of the mine. Yeah. Like, it is so great. The setup is so wonderful when yeah. she sees them all and says, oh, more rocks. It's so great. Yeah. And then the cuts between no oh yeah what luke's saying and and ray when he's like i will not i will not be the last jedi Jedi. and it cuts to her it's so great it's so great and i think it's funny too because i know 
people who dismiss Last Jedi, uh, people who really hate the movie, I think if they went back honestly to that yeah. film, they would recognize so many great moments like that one that they have probably forgotten about and or dismissed when they first watched it because it put such a bad taste in their mouth. And I knew, I can, I only say all this because I know I was one of those people. Yeah. I love that movie. I still hate parts of it. I mean, I'm well on record. But there are so many great moments like that. And But to me, that's my favorite one. Like, yeah. I like, it's so, it's so full of hope. So full of... Yeah. And I said, I felt so it was so too. ironic. It's like, it's, like so it's supposed to be the darker middle chapter, but it was the most hope I had, like, the whole trilogy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, it ended on such a lovely note. Like, yeah. Yeah. even Leia being like, Should we have, have ended everything... Should have on the Falcon, didn't need Broomboy. Everything we need... Uh, you know what? I've come around on Broomboy. Where did Broomboy... By the way, where's Broomboy and Truss? What's he doing? I'm like... Is he hanging out somewhere? I'm is he like, still sweeping stables? I'm like, um, who's Broomboy's grandfather? He can't just <laughs> get those powers. Obviously, he needs to be related. He's like... Exactly. What's her face? Hera's granddaughter or what, a grandson, whatever. Who knows? Uh, anyway. Number um, three for you. But yeah, that moment is excellent and I adore it. Um, number three for me is Ray's introduction in The Force Awakens. So the first time you meet her... Uh, I just love, like, everything about it is perfect. I love, you know, obviously you start with her masked, the score. It's the first time you hear Ray's theme, which is, like, mm. one of my favorite songs and, of all time. And it's the first time you hear a piano featured in any Star Wars score. It's so I did crazy. Not know that. It's, well, because the, John Williams has used piano before. There's no doubt about that. Um, especially in Empire Strikes Back, there's lots of low bass piano notes. And, He's used piano as accent before. Yeah. But it's the first time he's used it as the theme. It's so beautiful. And it's so and gorgeous. Also, I can, it's so good. It's also, I love it because John Williams said Ray is his favorite Star Wars right. character ever. Right. And it's like, you can tell in yeah. the music that yep. he writes for her totally how agree. much he loves her. And I loved that video of John Williams. He gave her like a yeah. framed thing of his first draft or well, whatever. I, I just love, theme. And I love so the music cute. he wrote for that trailer that starts with yeah her, yeah 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 that literally starts with that shot yeah. of her with the goggles on and yeah. the two piano notes ding, like yeah. I, that music was written specifically yeah. for that trailer and it's piano as well and it's fucking brilliant yeah so um yeah that's a great but movie. yeah i like it's funny because it's like one of those movie moments that like makes an imprint on your entire life like for me there will I, I'll get chills for the rest of my life when I watch her take those goggles off yeah. and like drink the rest the of water, whatever's yeah. left the, in her bottle, the bottle and like slide side. down and what's so funny is like I didn't have space for it in my five, but I was gonna put the sliding down to that dune when she yeah. puts the she slides down the, from I'm the glad back that end we, of the Star we didn't I'm glad we didn't converse because you have a lot you have moments that are not in my list. Right. And I'm glad we get to talk about all these yeah, moments because, exactly. like, I just love them all so much. They're so so great. I'm yeah. glad we we have different moments because yep. now we get to talk about all of them. No but yeah, question. Ray's introduction is beautiful and perfect, and I love her. So, yep. All right. Number two. Number two for me is Ray piloting the Falcon for the first time. It you is, love that scene it so is, much. My, I have said can I just so say my dad is like he is like the CEO of that scene. <laughs> like like when the trailer first came it's out, so we true. watched it over and over again it's specifically so... for that cuz you were like look at how amazing cuz you've never seen the Falcon do what it does. Do what it I does know. in the Force Awakens well, with the like yeah, right. you yeah. know that shot yeah. where you can yeah. feel the heat on it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. we watched the trailer so many times because of that and my dad every time I'm watching the Force Awakens comes in at that part like it's his favorite He's like, this is my favorite action scene. Second favorite. In, it's my second in, favorite action scene ever in any Star Wars film. My I favorite, just, I was gonna say in the Force Awakens. In the Force Awakens, yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, it's my second favorite ever in any Star Wars film ever. Yeah. Uh, after the asteroid field, um, it's it's so great, and she is so fucking good. Yeah. In that sequence, yeah. from the the quip about uh, that one's garbage. Yeah. To okay, the garbage will do. To are you ever gonna fire back? To the way she slams the control yeah, 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 to, yeah. to try and lose the TIE fighter and or make it like fly into the wreckage. Um, we're about to get some, I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, every fucking moment 
She yeah. is so great. She's so great. She I makes lo- Can I just say, she I totally love Ray on the Falcon in yeah. any point. I, but, in general, yes. But I would like to say, because this didn't make my list, I'm right. going to add it onto your moment as a bonus. <laughs> right. I love, this is iconic, I bypassed the compressor <laughs> with Han when he's like, with what Han, did you right, do? Right. And she's like, I bypassed the compressor. And right. he's like, like just looking at her, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. huh. I, I lo- like, huh. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Like, I, yeah. Ray, Ray and the Falcon forever. So great. So great. So great. Um, okay. Number two for you. My eye cheated. Oh, so. Shocker. Um, <laughs> my number oh two moment is kind of like, uh, like four different moments, but they're all on this, like, there's no breakup oh, in the timeline. So I'm including it as one big moment right. everywhere from when Ray ships herself to Kylo in the last Jedi right. through when they break the lightsaber in half. So I wrote it in my notes as the throne room, but really it's the elevator and the throne room. And like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously I am cheating, but honestly I don't care because, and I've, I've said this before, my favorite moment in all of Star Wars is um, when Snoke dies and she picks up the lightsaber and they right. look at each other like, holy shit. This is happening. This is happening. Right, right. And they just turn around at the same time. That's my favorite moment in all of Star Wars. So, obviously, it was going to end up on this list. But, <laughs> yeah, just everything about it is so great. I love everything in the elevator scene is so brilliant. She mm. is so good. I love the, I'll help you. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I love the, like, the the fearlessness of it because she's so confident that she knows him yep. you know what i mean like yeah, she yeah, feels yeah. like she can turn around and walk up to him not you know what i mean she doesn't feel yeah, the need 100%. to be a prisoner because yeah. she, she knows, knows she yeah. knows him well With enough to be certainty. like this isn't who you are and yeah. you can try to hide it from me but it's not gonna work you know <laughs> right. but then on the other hand i love that he sees something too in her and she's like oh whoa. whoa like you know what i mean like the face that she makes when he says I know you'll stand with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, period. Like, <laughs> I like, I, she, she, cause she genuinely looks surprised. So the elevator scene, all brilliant. Love Ray in that. Then I love her when she's defying Snoke. Like, everything in the throne room is so great. When she's like, you underestimate mm-hmm. Ben Solo and Skywalker and, and me. me. I'm like, period bitch and then she gets up there and he says he's gonna kill her with the cruelest stroke and when the way she says no i'm like every time i'm like oh like it gives me chills i love it and then when she like grabs his lightsaber Mm -hmm. can i ray holding kylo's lightsaber even if it was just for like three seconds is like the best thing that's ever happened to me i love it so much and like i love that snoke is there kind of like it's funny because he's antagonizing her, but right. he's also like saying what the audience is thinking. Yes, Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like it's so great. Yeah. In terms of she has the spirit of a true Jedi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after Snoke is dead, when that whole fight scene is fucking boss, and I <laughs> I know it's it's stupid to describe something so visual on a podcast audio platform yeah but like you you guys know what i'm talking about if you're listening to this that scene where she's fighting the guard and she drops the lightsaber and ah period and then she throws it to ben i know (laughs) and like then daisy's acting when he offers her her hand and they do the parentage (laughs) reveal is so fucking heartbreaking and beautiful and the tragic romance of it all he can't go she can't stay Mm -hmm. it's just like oh it's so good like it's so beautiful and like i've said this before but like in my opinion the Mm -hmm. most heartbreaking dialogue in the whole saga Mm -hmm. like it every time it makes me like (laughs) is when she's like the fleet order them to stop firing there's still time to save the fleet and then he's like in shock about what just happened and she turns around and she's just like ben Ben. but like kind of quietly but even like just and that's just a testament to how good daisy is but like the way she says it encapsulates so much in terms of like confusion about why he's not in the same state of urgency she is you know 
you can sense the fear in her voice of like what if he doesn't go with me yeah you can see the like the shock still of like we just did that like everything is just like so perfectly encapsulated on her face it's because daisy's so good anyway that was a long answer but it was because it was a <laughs> I was long gonna say, moment. that's number two that's <laughs> Imagine number, two. number one yeah but anyway the last jedi is so good i just i can't like i just love ray in all of those mm, scenes I know. so much i know you do and uh that's my number two <laughs> So number one, yeah. number one Ray moment. I feel like we have the same number one, but probably. But, but it started with number five being the same, so number one is probably the same. My number one Ray moment is Ray pulling the lightsaber out of the snow. Yep, same. In I knew Force it was Awakens. gonna be. I knew it was gonna be the same one. I <laughs> cried like a baby uh-huh. on opening night. I didn't cry when Han Solo died. Uh-huh. I cried my fucking eyes out when she pulled the lightsaber. Yeah. It was a perfect encapsulation of being there with you on opening night. Yeah. The idea of this franchise that means so much to me, that meant so much to me when I was your age, to be there with you when it happened, mm. when I saw that. Now, obviously, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know. I didn't know what was, was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill m- thought he knew. The, mu- <laughs> the music? No, the music's. I mean... I cried like a baby, and Pulled afterwards I was just I, afterwards I was like, "Huh, that really affected me." Like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, and she's obviously great. He's great. The whole thing, great. So yeah. I thought, you know, okay, wow. I was really in a moment there. Like, clearly, it's emotional. It's been like twenty years since we had a Star Wars film. Yeah. Really connected to my youth, passing to a next generation. Fine. The next probably ten times I saw it, I saw it like twenty times in the cinema. The next at least 10 times I saw that movie, I cried every time. Yeah. Every single time. And I then I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's so powerful and she's so good. It's just, it's, it's, like I said, it is the perfect crystallization of what the sequel trilogy and really what all these new Star Wars stories mean to me yeah. as a fan who grew up with it. And now I get to share it. Yeah. With you. Yeah. And my kids. It's amazing. You know what's so funny? Um, you talking about that moment is so funny because when The Force Awakens came out, I was 14, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 19 now. Mm-hmm. So I really did, you know, come of age with these movies. <laughs> I know. Like by accident. Yeah. Like I didn't. And ironically, if you had asked me. A couple of years ago for my favorite Ray moments. I don't even think that that one would have been the first one. But now that I'm older and I'm like reflecting on all the years that have passed. And mm-hmm. what the franchise grew to mean to me. Right. Now that moment means so much more to me. Because yeah. it was like. I didn't even realize it at the time. Because I was like oh this, oh, is, just, this right. is just dad's thing. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I didn't even realize it at the time. But they were supposed to be. Like <laughs> passing the torch. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like a new generation of. Yep. fans and in two movies i think well, they did why, a pretty good job and i think that's why ryan's movie connects so much with you and people of your generation especially uh you know teenagers whatever the whole idea of kill the past yeah you know what i mean move yeah. on blah 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 like yeah it is really powerful yeah you know and obviously jj came back and went oh well okay maybe the past wasn't so bad yeah you know? it's like and that's you know, that's fine it is what it is but um yeah, I think that was, and I remember so funny. I just had a back and forth with my buddy Brian, who again I was mentioning. We found out he and I were both huge Star Wars nerds, working at Bleacher Report. When we found out they were making new movies, we freaked out. I think we actually did cry in the office of yeah. Bleacher Report when we found out. Um, but I'll never forget walking out of Last Jedi at the Kaufman here in Astoria. Yeah. I was with you and and our family, and I walked out, and Brian and I were both at the same time showing yeah first one available and we texted each other afterwards and he was like what did you think and i remember the first thing i said was it's not for us anymore yeah that was it like that's what that movie felt like that's what last jedi represented to me it was like this is them really giving it to the next generation and you know what's so funny is like a lot of people who hate the last jedi online in in my like sphere Mm -hmm. are people that are like prequel fans. Right. And it's like so funny to me because I'm like, 
I think a lot of them are hypocrites and oh, yeah. annoying. A thousand and, percent. You know, like Please. I have newsflash, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are not two different people. <laughs> and if they are, it was Anakin who choked Padme to death, yeah. not, Vader, not Vader. So exactly. relax. But regardless, it's like, it is interesting. I think that like a lot of, we, cause as a fan online, there's a lot of judgment, especially with Raylos. They're like, oh, Raylos only care about the sequel trilogy. They probably never even watched the other movies and whatever. And it's like, I have watched the other movies, but they're not my favorites. They don't have my favorite characters. And I don't understand what's so wrong about like the whole point like you said no i know i'm not saying i'm not saying i need an answer to that because there is none and it's a rhetorical question yeah but i mean that i wish that more people understood and were okay with the franchise moving on to a new chapter because i think the fact that people reacted like I don't know, so strongly to that is right. what made Tross what it is. It is, but also they have they had, they had wanted to wrap up all the nine-part saga, whatever. So now they're kind of forced to move on, you know? There ain't no more yeah. juice you can squeeze out of yeah. that fruit. And it's funny know? because, like you said about hard deadlines, you know, they want a new Star Wars movie, 2022. Yep. And... I would be very interested to see what that is outside of the Skywalker saga and whether or not they're going to Dell, whether or not they're going to tap into potential fandoms or existing fandoms. You know what I mean? Because I think that they did a really good job of at least in the last Jedi era, inviting new people in. Like I saw a lot of people that were like, you know, I'm Asian American, so mm-hmm. I saw that there was going to be Rose in the movie, and I saw it, and now I'm like really into Star Wars. Or yeah. people like me who just happened to really like The Last Jedi because it was so different. Yeah. And like, whatever. Or they're going to be like, let's do something new, but that will a- a- appease well, the, the sort sensibilities of sensibilities yeah, of, of the original well, and trilogy. I think they are a bit trapped in that regard because it's yeah. like you do have to make it Star Wars. You yeah. Know? There are elements to the storytelling that you want to bit of familiarity yeah. with yeah. there's no question there but now that they got disney plus they can do anything they want yeah. really and i've you know? i've said i'm like honestly i would be fine if it didn't feel like star wars and i know i'm alone I know in you, that you wouldn't and i'd be even fine with that but you know it wouldn't yeah do i know as i know, well. I know. It wouldn't connect as much with i know i'm just saying because for fame. me it was like the last jedi didn't feel like star wars and that's why i it's my favorite because yeah. It doesn't feel like... See, that's like, why you should be watching the season of the feel, Clone Wars. It doesn't the, the feel last few formulaic. Clone... It doesn't feel like... I didn't know what was going to happen the whole right. time, and I did in The Force Awakens. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? And, like, I... It but, just felt so intimate and different and beautiful and, like, I, it's so immersive. And that's why it was so funny, because the first time I walked out of The Last Jedi, I was literally like, I don't know if that was that good. Because I because I was like, right. it didn't feel like it a Star so Wars movie, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, when I had the urge to go back to the theater eight times, I was like, okay, maybe, wait, this is good, and it's just really different. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's why I respect Ryan, because it's like, give the audience what they need, not what they want. Not what they ask for. Anyway. All right, those are our Ray yeah. moments. <laughs> like, we got on such a tangent. My there. point... Let's wrap it up in a nice right. bow. There you go. My point is, I really love that Ray moment because with all the craziness after Tross mm. and all the toxicity in the fandom, that moment is the moment that makes me think, you know, someday it's going to be ours. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, right, right, right. like, right. not for nothing, but these annoying old hoagies that are clinging to their fucking Boba Fett figurines for dear life. Like, they <laughs> can't they can't hang on forever. All like, right. it's going to be up to us someday. So, yep. like... That's true. Yeah. That's very, very true. So, it makes... That gives me hope and makes me happy about future generations of storytellers and diversification and Absolutely. all that sort of stuff. That's coming. I mean, I know it's been slow and I know you're frustrated with that aspect yeah. of things. They'll get there. Yeah, I know. That will happen. There's zero, there's zero doubt in my mind. Yeah. It's, yes, it is frustratingly slow. Yeah. But it will happen. Yeah. There's no doubt. I'm like me when I'm 83 there's and an I go to see you. the first female directed Star Wars movie. There's an army of you. Young women, you know, throughout the world who have come to Star Wars in a way that 
certainly my generation didn't. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking talking male female at that point. Like, there's a whole generation of Star Wars fans who have a completely different relationship, not only with the world and the franchise, but with the way stories are told. You talk about technology, about the way you even communicate. Like, I yeah. can't wait to see 20 years from now the kind of Star Wars story, stories that are being told. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like it's the whole paradigm is different. Yeah. You know, just like. George was coming out of a very specific set of circumstances. Whoever the people are who are telling Star Wars stories 20 years from now are going to be dealing with their set of circumstances. Yeah, and they will be reflective of that. And that's why I'm, I think it's going to be great. I yeah. Like I love Star Wars. Did you see that um, K. Hidalgo thing? No. Okay, we'll talk after. Oh, we'll talk after. We'll talk there after. I don't need to get into it here. Yeah, let's not okay. make this a two-hour podcast. No. We're yeah. at 50 minutes. That's okay. it. Wrap it up, Nagler. Okay, <laughs> well, I love Ray, and happy birthday to Daisy Ridley. And we will be back because we're all in quarantine, so. <laughs> there ain't nothing else to do. It's funny. We're in quarantine. I still ain't watching the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You need, oh, we're going to sit down. We're going to do that this weekend. Okay. Don't let, worry, listeners. We're going to have a Clone Wars podcast next week. Aha! Table is on the other this foot. This is my podcast. Nah, I decide what we I'm talk about. I'm a co-host, about. though. Thank I talk you very about. Much. I decide the. Uh, I don't know. I easy there, what easy we're there, talk Palpatine. About. I don't okay. know about all that. Anyways, may the force be with you, and have a good night. Talk to you soon. Beautiful.